at the that song should be our life. All we want to do is worship. All we want to do is love Him. And I promise you, if you desire that He rekindle that fire, He will absolutely 100% do it. And not only will it be a, a little ember, but it'll be a, a, a I guess, a raging uh, inferno if you desire so, because you can have all of Him you want. Lord, we thank you for the presence that we feel in this place. Thank you, Lord, for what you did this morning. Thank you for the word, Lord, we look forward to tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all that are here, those that are tuning in or will listen. Lord, and we pray that you would just have your way tonight, that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding, that you would anoint our ear to hear and our heart to receive. Lord, I'm asking for your anointing to rightfully divide your word, that I wouldn't speak my opinion, but I would give just straight gospel, Lord. And I pray that you would move and have your way tonight. Lord, we know that you prepared a table for us, even in the presence of the enemy. Lord, we know that you have anointed our head with oil and our cup runs over. We also know that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Lord, don't let us forget what you promised us. Don't let us forget what you prepared for us. Lord, let us tonight pull up to the table and dine. Don't let us make excuses, but Lord, let us pull up and dine on what you have prepared. I pray that you would just change hearts tonight, that we would leave, Lord, changed. I pray you bless the tithe and the offering we're going to receive. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have anything to give tonight, feel free to drop it off or somebody may take it up. I don't know. about tonight. I'm excited about, uh, always excited about uh, preaching, ministering, sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's always a privilege to do so. And um, if you're wondering why I'm in a t-shirt, because I want to be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but no, Wednesday after Wednesday, I found myself at a place um, not mad at people because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but just frustrated with the label of what we see or what people use as a label to cover up everything and saying that they're a Christian. And I began to think about all the slander and all the, 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 the belittling and, and nitpicking and backstabbing and poking fun and, and stirring the pot and putting poison in the pot that's going on. And I called down to Lincoln, and I asked this lady, can you make me a shirt? She said, well, sure, I make shirts. I said, no, can you make me one today? She said, I don't know. depends on what you want it to say. I said, all I want it to say is uh, that hashtag drop your rocks. She said, well, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. She said, what color? I said, I don't care, whatever you got. I just want it. And so 
My, uh, my, the Lord has really been stirring in my heart, and I'm not preaching that text, though I could. That's for another day, another time. But even when Jesus, Jesus had, was speaking, and he, he lifted his head, and, and basically he said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, even the accuser was smart enough to put the rocks down. But us Christian folk, not so much. <laughs> we like to throw them. Put your rocks down. Give them Jesus. Don't give them a rock. Give them Jesus, okay? Give them Jesus. We ain't going to be there tonight. That's just a prelude into something that will come at some point in time when the Lord allows. I don't know, but it will come. Tonight, I'm ministering on the, the title subject, if you will, the Great Supper. And it's found in Luke chapter 14, verses 16 through 24. And we, we find this, and we, we read this, and we, we find that the Lord, uh, that, that this is a representation of Christ, uh, that he's prepared for us, that God has prepared for us. But we find in this that a table was set, that everything was ready, and people just needed to come. But instead of coming and dining on something that was already prepared, they had an excuse of why they could not. And so while they rejected what was prepared, the, 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 it says, Lord, meaning owner, master, whatever, had bid them to go out into the highways and the, and the hedges and to bid them to come because I've prepared a meal and for whoever comes, aren't you glad that the gospel is for whosoever will? My God. It's Sunday night, but I feel good. Whosoever will come, let them dine. Bring them all in. So Luke 14, 16 through 24 says, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Don't you know that the Lord God Almighty is bidding all to come? He's bidding all to come. And he sent his servant at supper time to say unto them who were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. First said unto him, I bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go to, and see it. And I think my mind works this way. Why did you not see it before you bought it? How, how genius is this guy? I must have needs I go see it. I pray you have me excused. Verse 19, and another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray you have me excused. Verse 20, and another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant, so that servant came, and he showed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets, lanes of the city, and bring hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. Aren't that, ain't that who you want to come? Bring them all. The servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. We've been given a mandate. We've been given a, 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 a um, instruction in the word of God to come unto him. Jesus says to come unto him, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I shall give you rest. We, we've, been, we've been bidden to come. The invitation's been laid out for us in the gospel. God Almighty himself is bidding us to come. This morning, as, uh, as I was leaving, I was reminded uh, of what I was absolutely saying 100% wrong. 
Uh, we do have an adversary. <laughs> I kept saying we have an adversary. We do. He's the devil. But we also have an advocate, and that's, of course, uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, sometimes you, when you minister, you have a gazillion things going through your head, and I have that always because I'm, I, I've, I've got the wonderful thing of ADD going on. But uh, sometimes they just come out wrong. But anyway, I just want to correct that while, while I'm here, while I'm thinking about it. But the Great Supper's been prepared. It's been prepared for you, it's been prepared for me, it's been prepared for anyone who will come. So a certain man made a great supper, and a lot of people want to know who this certain man is. It don't matter. <laughs> who cares? A certain man had made a great supper, and he bade many. He sent his servant to tell them to come, for all things are ready. You only have to bring yourself. Summer said this morning, we want fixings. Bring the fixings. And in Southern, that means bring slaw. If you don't know what slaw is, that's stuff you put on your hot dog and hamburgers. It's chopped up cabbage. Isn't it? Not lettuce, cabbage. Chopped up cabbage. Some people put vinegar and, and salt and, and mayonnaise and, and pepper. And some people put other stuff. And it's made with Duke's mayonnaise and not Miracle Whip, by the way, just in case you wanted to know. I'm not, I like best uh, slaw. But I like our slaw. <laughs> and slaw in the South is spelled S-L-A-L-L. So you know how to say it correctly. Slaw. There you go. Uh, there's our southern ease for tonight. Let's get back to the message. <laughs> so they didn't have to bring fixings. They didn't have to bring anything. They didn't have to bring Doritos. When we have meals here, we always ask people to bring Doritos, chips, uh, lettuce, whatever it may be, whatever we're doing. And, and so he said, just go get them, tell them to come, because all things are ready. All you got to do is show up. That's the kind of meal I want to go to. I just want to show up. Terrence is having one next Tuesday for everybody who wants to come. He just didn't <laughs> surprise Terrence. Uh, no, he's not. But if you show up, then bring your own food to his house, he said. But bid them to come. You just have to bring yourself. There's nothing else required. It's kind of like I have, the, I have the mindset if meat is prepared properly, I don't have to drown it in ketchup or A1 sauce or Heinz 57 sauce or anything. I just eat the meat because it's prepared good. It's right. It don't need anything else. This is how I view, I'm not comparing what Christ has done to meat, but I'm saying nothing else needs to be added. I just need to sit down and enjoy what he's prepared for me. <coughs> All things are now ready. It's an example of the finished work of Christ. His work is finished to provide all things. But as in the text, excuses come. Excuses come. I, I, I have to see the ground that I bought. Again, why didn't you see this first? I mean, they didn't have GIS mapping then. I don't think, well, if they did, that was way far advanced technology. But, I mean, I, I would at least look at it, I would think. But he had an excuse. I got to see it or... or or, or, or I gotta try out my oxen. I ain't, ain't nobody ever heard that. I ain't, since I've been pastor, and I hadn't had that one yet. <laughs> well, we miss you, brother. I was trying out my oxen. <laughs> we, we might hear it now. I don't know. But the third excuse really just floors me. Dude got married. He needed to go to the master's. He needed to go. He said, "I can't come." We. we I want to, I, I told several, we need, the church needs to buy, and you probably think I'm an idiot, but 
We have a lot of t-shirts. We need to buy us a t-shirt thing because we make a lot. But I thought about this one and uh, just have one because this is people. We got them. And then on the back of the shirt just says excuses. We got, we got everything. I mean, it, it's, it's pollening. Is that the correct terminology? Tonight it is. It's, uh, it's not snowing outside. It's pollening. Po- pollinating? Is that what it does? Science class tonight. By the way, Bailey did confirm that it is 9.8 meters per second squared is the pull of gravity. Thank you, Bailey. But we got, you know, my, my allergies is tore up or, or, or whatever. I don't know, you know. Just, just tell me your chainsaw broke or, or your pig's got a tore up hoof. I don't, whatever you want to do. It just don't matter. We got all kinds of excuses. They're, they're frivolous and they're, they're really not serious. They're evasive of what they are. To get around the fact that I just don't want to. When I say something and Gemma will say why, I say because I don't want to. I don't lie to her. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go out and throw a ball right now. I've been, I've been watching you throw a ball, and one, I can't put a glove on, but I just don't want to. I want to sit down and kick my feet up for just a moment. But we make excuses. They're evasive as long as it gets me out of it. As long as it gets me out of whatever it may be. But we don't think about what our excuses does to other people. When I was in the work field, uh, we had a, a tiers of help. Laborers was the bottom. You were the bottom of the totem pole, but you were just as important as the top of the totem pole. But if a laborer didn't show up, I had to take a carpenter and put him in the laborer's position because the laborer thought it was just about him. I don't want to show up today and clean up trash. So now I've got to take a, a man that I'm paying to do a skilled job because he's skilled to do that job and not do that job so he can do your job, which no one, it, it, it don't take a lot of skill. I'm not saying that we're, not, we're skillless, but you'd be surprised at how many people can't sweep. But there's an effect, there's a ripple effect, our excuses. So when I make an excuse not to partake or be a part of something, when I say that I am part of something, then it affects another part. I, I, I referenced that this morning, the body of Christ. When, when we fail to do our part or to ask the Lord what our part is, and we don't desire to do that, the excuses come, and then the excuses affect other people. So we all have them. I, I can't for the life of me understand why anyone wouldn't want to sit at the master's table. I can't, I can't grasp that. I can't come to grasp with, with why we wouldn't desire to sit in the presence of God Almighty and to worship together. I just don't comprehend that. Of course, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the physical table, but, but our spirit for our soul. The, the, the first excuse deals with self-interest. What I want to do. And then the second is self-will, what, what I like. And then the third is self-love. There's a common denominator in all three excuses in itself. When Christ called the disciples to follow him, he first told them to deny themselves. We, we like to hear, we like the part, take up your cross, but you'll never take up the cross and follow him if you haven't denied self. 
You will until it begins to ruin your self-will, your self-interest, or your self-love. When it messes those things up, I'm out. I'm out the door. Because I didn't sign up for all of this. And here's where we've come to as a church. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're great at getting them to the altar, but we're terrible when it comes to discipleship and training and growing the saved. Our mission at Lakeside Church is very simple. And if you don't know it, you're going to learn it right now. It's to save the lost and grow the saved. That's it. That's, I know that's deep, but that's it. Because those that are in Christ should continually be growing. And as you're growing in Christ and your, your, your relationship with the Lord is, is developing and is strengthening, also you're going to desire to reach the lost. It's a reciprocating effect. And you're going to want to teach them and want to show them and want to walk with them and tell them, you don't have to do this. You don't have to live like that. You don't have to make this mistake. Because you have been called, you have been saved to not only talk about, but to live victorious. So self is a common denominator, and it's amazing. The very first requirement, again, is to deny self. Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. If you ask believers, most believers, what is the first thing Jesus required when he called the disciples? A lot of folks may, may or may not know. I've asked the question a lot, and I'm not asking it out of, out of ha, ha, you don't know. I just, it's an interesting point for me. Because I, as a young man, never really grasped the importance of denying self. Because it was all about being a better you, a making yourself be better, or self-esteem, or self-promotion, or, or self-interest, or self-desires. What do you want to do? I want to drive a monster truck. That's all I wanted to do. I know that's a little redneckish for you, but I'm just, that's me. I, I'm just telling you, that was my desire. I wanted to be the next Bigfoot driver. That was my desire. That's all I cared. Yours may have been you wanted to be a ballerina or, or, or tour the country for some ballet. What do they call those? Companies? Ballet companies. Or be the next uh, 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 Eye of the Tiger. Right, man? <laughs> I don't know what your self-interest was, but this is what we pushed, and it's still being pushed to be a better you. The best you will be a dead you. My God, somebody. Because when you die to self, then you begin to live in Christ and you begin to experience the goodness of God and you allow that old man to be crucified with Christ and be buried with him and you also understand that I am also resurrected with him so I am alive and well and I desire to sit at the table and die. The meal was prepared but they refused to enjoy it because me was in the way. The most difficult thing to do is deny self. In all aspects. It's, it's difficult. Because I want what I want when I want it. And I don't care who's, who gets mad. I know what I want. We have some very strong-willed 
children. <laughs> they take it after their mama. Dennis, I might need a bed to sleep in tonight. <laughs> Kenneth, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm coming. I'm going to probably need a ride somewhere, too. <laughs> but Jesus knew who he was dealing with. I, I'm using the, the master here knew who he was dealing with. So does Christ know he's, who he's dealing with, and it hasn't changed. We've got excuse after excuse. We've got reason after reason of why we can't, but it still don't change the fact that the meal's prepared. And it don't get cold. It, it, it's always hot. It's always ready. When, when, I was, when I was young, man, my mom would be like, Hey, get in here. Let's go. Let's eat. Come on. Hurry. It's getting cold. She might not have said it to that manner, but that's how I took it. And, and we'd be outside playing or, or whatever. And I was always outside, it seemed, because we didn't have anything else better to do. And she would come out, supper's ready! And we'd run in, and we would eat our barbecue chicken and broccoli casserole. <laughs> we ate a lot of it, and a lot of banana pudding. And it's, 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 that's fine. But if we didn't hurry and we went in, the film had already formed on top of the barbecue chicken because we didn't get there in time. It wasn't hot and it wasn't ready. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't eating that. It's never that way with the Lord. What he's prepared is always ready, instantly, right then, right there. But we refuse to pull up. So self, I, is in the way of what the Lord desires for you. So Christ knows who he's dealing with. The Lord knows who he's dealing with. And, and, and even people sometimes know who they're dealing with. Uh, you know, we, I wouldn't do it like that. I wouldn't dare preach in a black t-shirt, blue jeans, and tennis shoes, and with a, especially with a hashtag that says, drop your rocks. Well, maybe you need to drop your rocks. I wouldn't dare post a David Crowder video or a thing because it's of the devil and flesh. That's what I was told today, pretty much. Well, let me tell you something. I pray that the Holy Spirit will shut up that critical spirit that's in you and actually replace it with the, with the love, peace, and joy that he desires to get. The church is full of critics. I'm not going to stay here long, so it's all right. We like to be critical of everything. Isn't it funny that those that were bid to come, that were bade to come, that were given the invitation to come, wouldn't come because I've got to test out my oxen, I've got to look at the ground, I've got, just, just got married. Well, I tell you what, go find somebody that's hungry. Go find somebody that will pull up to the table and eat. Because the church has been full of critics for too long. Get it. Go to the highways and the byways. Go to the lanes. Compel them to come and tell them the table is ready. Because we got folk that have been pulling up to the table for years and still starving to death because they've never eaten. You know, I didn't fix it. I'm not going to eat it. Guess what? If you don't, somebody will. If, if you don't desire it, somebody else does. God will not and God won't be stopped because of our selfishness for anyone 
but you. What God is doing, what he has always been doing, and what he will continue to do will not stop because you don't like it. It just means you won't experience it. Now, now, if, if I was given the invitation again to go appear on the message of the cross of Brother Swaggart, I wouldn't go in this. That's not my church. That's not where the Lord's placed me to pastor. That's him. And I'm going to pull up to the table and I'm going to eat. And guess what? The same invitation's being given there. Some people don't like it for them to come. My God, I can't believe it. Let me tell you something. How are they going to hear without a preacher? <laughs> how are they going to know? Well, we're taking the trailer to the highways and the hedges and the byways and, and compelling them to come. Why? Don't that cost money? Yeah. But guess what? God has always provided. So if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to, Christ saying, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to deny self. The call of Christ, I preached this years ago, has never changed. From day one, when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the call that he placed on your life has never changed. Follow me. Follow you where? Wherever. The moment you stop following him is the moment that you get out of his will. Because you're going your way. You're doing it your way. You're desiring or fulfill a self-interest or, or a, a self-love or be driven by self-will. I told you guys, and I, I don't say it proudly. I say it because this is my first thought. When we, were talk, when we were told about where the location of this church was, where we had been praying for several weeks and, and felt led to continue to pursue whatever it is, and we were told where it was at, and we drove by, and I was like, <laughs> but I ain't going there. I'm just telling you, that's what, I, that's what I, but then we came on a Wednesday night, and it was all over. The Lord said, yes, you are. I said, okay, I'm coming. And, uh, of course, the folks had to like me, and, and maybe they were, I don't know if you really did then, or you might not now, I don't know, but uh, I'm just glad that we've been here for eight years, and y'all done a great job of fooling us if you don't love us, but we, we, we know you do. But if you're going to follow him, we deny self. Maybe, maybe, maybe the excuse came because they didn't get to sit at the head of the table. <laughs> I, I, I don't care where I sit. As long as I get to sit at the table. Even at our house, I don't care where I sit. It don't make no difference to me. <laughs> Put the food in front of me. I'm good to go. I don't care if I sit on a corner. A corner's a weird place. You ever eat at a corner of a table? That's kind of weird. Because you've got to share elbows with two people. Or like you're in the middle chair. At the ta I mean, our table, we're going to have to get a bigger table. Lord. Whew. i to build a bigger room get a bigger table. But I don't care where I sit. I don't have a, a, a reserved seat. Or, and, but, but this is, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring it in retrospect or, or perspective of the Christian walk, the, the spiritual table. There are folks that are going to be mad if they don't get it set at the head of the table. If I don't get to sit up here at the, in, the, in, the, in the, I'm not, you know, the, the churches that have the chairs up here, ouch, that hurt. For the important folk, and that's fine, I got all that, I understand, I give honor where it's due, I got all that. But there's some people that's mad because they never got to sit up here. But then there's people that get mad at you because you got to sit here. 
Boy, I can't believe I saw you on Brother Swagger's. You were sitting up there in that chair. You didn't even stand up. Because <laughs> I, I, I was tired. I mean, I didn't even know. You know, I don't care. As long as I get to sit at the table, it makes no difference to me. He's prepared it. There's no pecking order. Just come to the table. The selfish will never serve. Because when you serve, you're not doing it for yourself. Some are, uh, mothers are given, and, and hope you'll find this, that you have an extra arm somewhere in this. I don't know how y'all, like, like at homecoming meals and stuff, and we'd be going, and Summer would, would have like four plates like, like on her shoulder and just carrying everything, and I was trying to figure out how to get my chicken and biscuit on my plate and without spilling my tea. And she's walking like this. Like, you see the people in, riding the mopeds with baskets and stuff all over them? I mean, this is like moms, and, 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 and they're given the special ability to, to, to do all of these things because they serve. I was worried about getting me some chicken with the extra crispy skin on it and a good biscuit before everybody touched it. And all she's trying to do is serve the kids, and, and I forgot about them. I don't act like you ain't never done it. I know, but I'm just a horrible parent. But our kids have been well nourished and they're growing. And they're, they're still alive, all four of them. <laughs> By the grace of God. It's because of a mother with a servant's heart. Because <laughs> if it's up to daddy, you're going to have to fix your own can of corn. <laughs> I'm hungry, go fix your food. I'm two! Microwaves are pretty easy. I mean, push the button. I don't even know why I went there. But all right. See, if you don't come on Sunday night, you never know. But the servant came and he, and he showed the Lord, the master, these things. He had compelled them and told them to come. Hey, it's ready. Come. And he told them basically what was going down. Basically, they don't want to come. They're not grateful. They're not thankful. They just have an excuse of why they don't want to be here. If you look at it this way, that Christ is the servant, that the Lord is the Father, He became angry, the just anger of God over rejection to the invitation to come. If they won't come, go out quickly. Here's the church's plan. Well, let's figure out what we can do to get them to come. I'm going somewhere. Hold on. What we're doing now is let's, let's, let's back up and punt. Let's reinvent ourselves. Let's rebrand our name. Let's reorganize. Let's come together through the think tank and think tank. Think tank. Think, think tank. And let's get our minds together and figure out how we're going to get them to come instead of going out quickly. Because we've got to plan it, right? Because if you plan it right, then you know everybody's going to receive wrong. The Saturday that you plan to go out is going to be the Saturday that everybody's gone. I'm not saying that always. But if you'll just follow the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, and if He compelled you and told you to go quickly, then guess what? Go quickly. Go out quickly. Don't wait around. Go into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither not the rich, 
Not the wealthy, not the best dressed. Not those that have it all together. But the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. Brother, I would not go there. Well, you are here. That was us, spiritually. We were maimed, halt, blind, and poor. Without Christ, this was us spiritually. Thank God that I was compelled to come to the table and eat of what had been prepared for me. So this is the, the description of us spiritually before we came to Christ, poor, maimed, halt, and blind. But again, when I accepted the invitation to come, I took on a new status. I'm now in Christ. I'm not blind, but I can see. I'm not lame. I can walk. I'm not broken. I am whole. Because His work is complete. I suppose if we were to set up a physical table up here with a tablecloth and I was sitting behind the table and you couldn't see under the table and all you saw was from here up and you had someone sitting beside me at the table who had no legs, you wouldn't know the difference. Because we all looked the same at the table. It didn't matter if my hands are busted up or if they look like they could be on a lotion commercial. We all look the same at the table and all have the same meal prepared at the table because something happens at the table. That's where the family comes together. That's where you begin to talk about things and you begin to experience life and learn about life lessons at the table. But guess what? The table has been removed. Now I'm talking physical. has been removed from the house because we get everything to go. You got to have Chick-fil-A. Uh, I know that's probably anti-biblical if I say that to some folks, but this ain't doing it for me. <laughs> they got something in their oil. If you don't know what oil is, it's, it's what they cook in. I don't know how y'all say it, but oil. But the table's been removed from the family because everything's to go. Now we've brought this mentality of the system into the church. And it's got to be hurry. It's got to be a wham, bam, thank you, man. Let's go home. When he wants you to come and dine at a meal that's been prepared for you, specifically for you. Because when I was growing up, we sat at the table and we had to, we used to play this game at the table. What was the best thing and the worst thing about your day? They love to play this game. We still do it. Noah came over yesterday. Dad, what's the, what's the best thing and the worst thing of your day? He didn't. I was just kidding. I would say the best thing always, the best thing was when I got to wake up. When the, worst, or the worst thing was when I had to go to work. The best thing was when I got to come home with my family. But now let's take this into retrospect in the church. Let's hurry. Sing your songs. Let's go in. Let's get out. Why are we rushing? What are we in a hurry for? I don't know. I mean, I've been guilty of it too. I'm just saying, this is where we have become as a society. It's quick, 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 quick. Hurry. So when we accepted Christ, we became new. There are folks who have went to church their entire life, and they never pulled up to the master's table. Because they think they're too good to sit beside that person. <laughs> My God. 
That person. What person? You know, that person. I don't, I didn't come to the restaurant to stand around. I mean, I, I never, when Denver Smokehouse was open before it caught on fire, uh, they're rebuilding that, thank God. I never went to watch people eat. Dang, look at, look at, he's, look at the ribs he's eating. That looks amazing. Did you smell? Did you, did you smell those wings when they brought them through? That was awesome. And then leave. No, I went to eat. I went to pull up to the table. And the, and the meal that's prepared is for everybody. It don't matter what you look like. It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter if you had a past. And by the way, all of us without Christ have had a past. None of that matters. But they don't pull up to the table because they don't want to sit beside that person. I tell you right now, I have prayed for years and I'll continue to pray, Lord, let the house be full of everybody. What do you mean everybody? I mean everybody. Every walk of life, every color, every social status, everybody. That's what I mean. Everybody that looks different, that sounds different, that talks different, but for one reason here to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords to pull up to the table to eat the same meal. <laughs> when you partake of his provision, you will change. You'll change. The problem is, again, many are in the dining room, but few are at the table. Few are at the table. Why? Because, again, they don't want to sit with that person. Acts 10 and verse 34 tells us that God is not a respecter of persons. This is God's word. His provision is for all and to be shared with all. Romans 10 and, thir Romans 10 and 13, for, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? I think that's Romans 10 and 13. There's no stipulation to whosoever. So what in the world are we doing putting them into church? There's no stipulation to who comes. There's no stipulation to who's here. Bring it, bring it and Come. Come with, with what you have. Come as you are. But we're praying that you leave changed. After you've dined at the master's table, after you've received the provision, what he's provided for you, you will change. So, so uh, he's not a respecter of persons. Psalm 36, 7 and 8 says, How excellent is your love and kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house, and you shall make them drink of the river of your pleasures. Don't be mad when somebody else is abundantly satisfied. You can be too if you just come to the table. There's been a great supper prepared for you. I can't, man. When Torrance came, we took him to Denver Smokehouse. He destroyed a rack, did he not? A big rack of ribs. I was like, good Lord. And he's going to go preach. <laughs> and he did. And I started feeding him ribs every time. I said, you preach like that, I'm going to give you ribs every time. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. 
the Lord prepared for us. Great things. So don't be mad when somebody else is abundantly satisfied. You too can be if you'll come dine at the table. I can't believe they down there getting blessed like that. Must be nice. Well, if you let go and just let God, it'd be happening for you too. He went out and he got those that no one else wanted, but he does. The servant came back and he said, it's done as you commanded, but yet there's still room. Don't you know there's still room at the cross for you? For you? For anybody and everybody? There's still room at the cross for you? He's not out of seats. The dining room's not full. The table's not full. It just keeps growing. He said, go out to the highway and the hedges, compel them to come in. What does compel mean? Basically beg. You know, we, 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 think, we think this is compelling. And praise God for the people who do it. But we got this right here. This is a pretend uh, thing. Uh, what do you call these things? Uh, track. We're walking into the baseball stadium. Hey, brother, here you go. God bless you. <laughs> Read up. Let him pour into your soul. Woo! <laughs> ain't nothing on there, Terrence. It wasn't dirty. <laughs> Terrence is like, what you put on this thing? I, ain't, I don't want that. But this is, this, this is not compelling. Compelling, spending time. I'm going to tell you, and, I'm, and, and, and he never asked for no, no uh, 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 attention. But, but Don compels. I remember Denver days, our first year. I said, my Lord, look at this man. He's going to have the whole town saved before we leave here. Praise God. Why? Because he wanted them to hear the truth. I would watch him grab their hand and shake their hand, and he'd hold it till they heard what he had to say. It wasn't that he wasn't letting go. It wasn't that he was forcing them. He was compelling them. I want you to experience the life-changing power that I experienced because you don't have to go home and worry about tomorrow. You can know him now. Compel them to come. Open the trailer. Hey, come on. In other words, my house is big. So is my table. There's never, it's never full. There's always room for more that my house may be filled. He wants his house to be full. He wants it. The Lord wants it to be full. Why? So that you can dine and eat what he has prepared. Don't be selfish and, and not share the table. There's plenty to go around. You're not the only one. At our house, we always have a lot of folks, it seems like, over, so we just find chairs and we pull them up to the table, scoot over. So, so we're, we were eating like this, and now we're eating like this. Bring, come on up to the table. Grab a bar stool, grab a, grab a chair, go, go get a lounge chair. Go bring, come on. Dennis brought his hammock. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Truth is, many are Christians by name. But they make the welcome to the table very unwelcoming. We, we like to say it until they come. And then we get all nervous. What am I going to talk about? Good God Almighty. 
Where would I be without his mercy? When they do come, we, we, we get a little bit nervous. We get a little, oh, hey, what's going on here? Did you really mean it? We've, we've got to be the church, and, 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 and to do that, we've, we've got to become a servant to compel them to come. The population of 28037, which is this, this our specific area code, you may live in a different one, that's, that's good. Well, it's not good, but it, it's, it is what it is. But the population of this specific particular area code is, is around 18,300 people, give or take some. And some, some people are like, man, that's, that's not very many people. Well, compared to five years ago, it's a lot of people. Probably in five years, that number will go from 18,000 to about 30,000. But my question is, not the population, and, and I know we get aggravated because we've only got two-lane roads, and around here it's just horse and buggy. <laughs> we just found out why shoes were four or three weeks ago. <laughs> but we complain about the traffic. We complain about the traffic and all that stuff. But my question is, how many have we reached with the gospel? All we complain about, especially Southern folks, all the people from up north coming down here, ruining our society. <laughs> they bringing pop. Why can't it be a drink? <laughs> Shoot. Don't they know Duke's mayonnaise is the only mayonnaise made acceptable God's mayonnaise? <laughs> this is us. I mean... We're complaining. We want them to come. But then when they come, we get all mad. They don't like it down here in the south. They can just go back home wherever they came from. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. My Lord, they want a rural setting, but they want a, they want a Walmart's. Ruined it for me. We used to hang our meat out with salt. Now, everything's convenient. Lord forbid. Compel them to come because they're coming. And you can complain and you can whine and you can be mad all you want because your little slice of heaven is being invaded from the north. And it don't matter. Because last time I checked, God loved you if you was from the south, the north, the east, or the west. He died for all. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't care where you come from, what you talk like, what you look like, or how you act. The table is open and ready for you to sit at. And if they don't come, at least the invitation's been given. A terrible hostess. You ever been to a restaurant and the hostess was awful? You go, I ain't even eating. She threw that little buzzy thing at me. Whatever that thing is. Some people think those things are from the devil and they're tracking you. I, I, that's whatever, but I'm not eating here. That, that she, she didn't smile. She didn't, she didn't welcome me. She spelled my name wrong. But a terrible hostess can keep you from enjoying a good meal. Hear me clear. Listen, people. Listen, folks. You have a responsibility. The meal's good. The meal's prepared. The meal's ready. But a terrible hostess, you can turn away a hungry heart. We've got a responsibility. The power of death and life are in your tongue. What are you serving? What are you giving? Is the invitation, is drawing, is coming from the Lord, but are you welcoming them too? 
I've told you, and I, I'm going to keep saying it. The day's coming. We will have a Spanish service. And it's going to have to come from somebody else. I don't speak Spanish. I don't even hardly speak English. Right now, Melissa and, and Jeanette are our only candidates. And Vera. Somebody. But guess what? It's going to happen. But we've got to give the invitation. We've got to show the love of Christ. We've got to welcome them in. I don't want one to say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you invite me? Why wasn't I invited to pull up to the table? Why wasn't I given a seat at the table? Can I tell you right now, the table is open for you. There's an empty chair waiting for you. But if you don't come to the table, that empty chair is going to stay and it's nobody's fault but yours. I want to sing the musicians to come tonight. You can slide your chair over and make room for another. In his house, everyone is fed the same thing. I don't get the filet and, 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 and Bailey get the hamburger steak. We all get the same thing. It's prepared for you. There's no VIP setting. When you pull up to the table, you don't see the dirty feet. You only see the one who is hungry and the one who will be fed. The invitation stands to all, but only those who will come and respond to the invitation will, will taste of his great supper. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just smell what's cooking. I want to enjoy what's being prepared. He alone will satisfy. Christ said to the woman at the well, you shall drink of the water that I give and you shall never thirst again. I will satisfy your soul. Could it be that some are afraid they'll lose their seat? Or somebody else is going to get the first bite. Not going to run out. It's okay. I want to remind you that he has plenty for all. What will you find prepared? Your healing? Exodus 15 and 26. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord that healeth thee. You'll find your peace, John 14 and 27. Jesus said, the peace that I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You'll find comfort in John 14 and verse 16. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. John 14 and 6, you're going to find prepared for you the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. I'm the way to the table. Because his love is so great, he prepares the table for you in the presence of your enemies that he anointed your head with oil and your cup runneth over. And even goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. All that you'll ever need has already been prepared for you. And all that you have to do is pull up and enjoy it. The great supper has been prepared for you right here, right now, tonight. 
But it is, will you pull up to the table? Will you come and dine at the master's table? What do you need? Healing, forgiveness, a new attitude, strength, joy, peace, comfort. What keeps you from receiving it? That's what I'm asking. Because the seat's been prepared just for you. But will you come? Will you pull up to the master's table? Will you come and receive what he has just for you? I don't know what they have prepared to sing tonight. But I'm telling you, there's some folks here that have been smelling for some time. Tonight, you can come dine. If you feel comfortable coming and, 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 and praying or however it may be, or, or at your seat, whatever it is, then, then however, but respond. He's compelling. I'm compelling you come. Come to the master's table. Stand if you will in this place. It's prepared. It's ready. All you have to do is come and take what he's prepared for you. Go ahead. Yeah. 
choose not to dine at the master's table. But it's not going to change the fact that the meal's prepared. And I said this morning, and I'm going to repeat it tonight, that if you're easily, well, I didn't really say this, but I alluded to it. If you're easily offended at sharing the gospel in a different manner than standing right here, then get ready to be, have your feelings hurt. Because we are to compel them to come. To go quickly. This place, this, I, I'm speaking for this place because this is our heart is going to be full of whosoever. You know, Kenneth, can you come here for a second? I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. This is my, people don't know, but this is, probably, this is my twin brother right here. This man right here got a heart of gold. But this place will be full of whosoever. Because our hearts are the same. It don't matter what we look like. But what matters is that our hearts are the same. That the same blood of Jesus Christ washed his soul and it washed my soul. And it's going to be full of whosoever. I'm, listen, I'm telling you. This house will be full. And it don't matter where you've been, what you've been haunted by, or what you've been running from, the meal's prepared. The same meal for Kenneth, the same meal for me, the same meal for whomever may come. It is ready and it is prepared and I'm begging you to come and dine at the table. I say it, I'm going to keep saying it. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't. We're believing God still for the impossible. Who is? I know at least me and Summer are. I know that there's more than that. For the impossible. What's the impossible? Brother Don asked this morning, he asked Israel, when are we going? The impossible is when for a hardened heart comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's impossible without him. But the Holy Spirit's drawing, come, come, come dine at the table. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to get up here and I'm not, I'm not boasting, I'm not doing any of that. But I am not, and I will unapologetically preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I unapologetically will ask all and any to come dine at the master's table. I don't care what you look like. I'm going to go one step further. There are going to be people that are bound by homosexuality that come to this house. Praise God! And dine at the table with me. I'm not, they're not going to stay living in that. And if you can't accept that and you can't love them when they come, you might need to go to another table.
Because that's the, that's the table God's prepared because He has a love for all and people are bound by different things. And I'm telling you the same God that delivered from malice and hatred will deliver from drugs and alcohol or will deliver from, from bondages of homosexuality or whatever it may be. He delivers all. My God. Four percent of this generation right here. Four percent claim Christ as their Lord and Savior. Four percent. It's time to open the doors back up, church, and ask them to come dine at the table. Come to the table. I don't want to preach again, but I could. I, I, I can't describe to you the zeal that's inside my heart. I know that people take pop shots. I got all that. I don't, that's, that's beyond. That's, that's been happening for years. I'm beyond and past all of that because I understand that there is a real person with a real issue that needs the real Jesus. And I'm determined to take them. So continue to pray for us. We'll pray for you. I'm telling you, the best is still yet to come. We know that because Christ has yet to return. Uh, tune in Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock. We have a, a live online or live streaming Bible study. Summer and I are in Galatians. We've been in there. Uh, Wednesday night, come to service. Tomorrow night, more of you Monday. Whoever's preaching is going to be good because it's going to be the word. Come. Bring your, bring your kids. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Probably missed something. Read your bulletin or look at the calendar. They'll answer any questions. Uh, quickly, if you're here on the council, I need to see you real fast. I, I, I'm telling you, it'll be fast after service. I just need to run something by you. But anyway, we love you guys. Be blessed, and we will see you soon.